Here we go! Hey there, my name's Bubba. My name's Anna. And you're tuned in to Church Nerds, an LTN radio morning show and a proud member of the Love Thy Nerd podcast. Podcast? Podcast? That's not a thing. I thought you were going to say a podcast. No, not a podcast. It's a podcast network that we Uh, are part of. Or a podcast network. There was a cat here on the soundboard, and I think that got into my head as we were getting going. Anyway, I'm Bubba. I am the CEO and one of the founders here at Love Thy Nerd, and this is my wonderful wife. Am I wonderful? Well, Great. I think I'm, so. Well, now I'm you're a, making me I'm second a, guess myself here. I'm Anna, so there's that. What do you What do you do? What do I do? Besides, force me to take your sewing machine into the doctor. You asked me specifically if there were any errands that I needed run while you were in Lakeway. I don't ever ask and you if there were any errands specific, that you needed ran. That was a specific thing that I needed to be done. Because my one of my sewing machines just decided it was tired and it needed some TLC. I, I read off the thing, like the, the text that you sent me. Because mm-hmm. they asked me, what's wrong with it? And I was like, I have no, I don't know. My wife sent me a text. She mm-hmm. started to tell me the things that were wrong with it as I was leaving the house. And then I was like, just text it to me. Mm-hmm. And I read it to them and they were all like, mm, yes, yes, those are things. And I was mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I know these words. I just don't necessarily know them in this order. And so they seemed to understand. This is good. I haven't told you this yet. They understand all those words. Excellent. I'm so, I'm glad about that. And then like the woman at the shop that owns it, I was telling you this earlier, she, she remembers basically everything about our family history. Her name is Jessica and she has, there are people who have, I mean, it might be a photographic memory. Is it photographic? There's eidetic memory and then there's, I mean, I I don't know. You know, there are like those super face rememberers. I think Rhett and Link have talked about them. I feel like she's one of those people or people who actually remember other people's names. And she does. I go in there once every two years, maybe. Ish. Well, it's, yeah, it's I, really, I, I'll put, when I'll I say once, I, I have to go in twice. I have to go drop my machine off and I have to go pick it up. So, so you know, one set every and two even years, that, that maybe. Could be and she, months in between. Yeah. I mean, and she remembers my name. She remembers your name. She remembers how many kids we have. That's what blows me away is that she remembers me because I've only uh, ever seen I can seen tell her you why she remembers you. Twice. Is it because I'm a striking young lad? Absolutely. Also because you convinced her, like you just bought me a super fancy sewing machine one year. Just like, nope, get her the best one. Not oh. the best one, but like. Get her the really good one. That one right there. We, we got that Let's from her? Let's do it. Yes. I have no memory of this. I thought we bought it Are online. Are you serious? I thought we bought it online. What? Stall cup. Uh, cool. Okay. Super let dope. me tell you this story about this thing that you did for me. Okay. Can't wait. I was a terrible seamstress when I was a teenager. Rough start. So bad, in fact, that my sister, who was in fashion design school, 
was teaching me to sew and it reached a point where she was like, I need you not to touch my sewing machine anymore. I will finish your project. Please go away. Like you're messing my sewing machine up. And I'm like, I'm sorry. And she had a really good sewing machine. So I don't I know like what I've the... heard you have this conversation with other young ladies. Yeah. And yeah. so, um, I, I left it behind until we had a child mm -hmm. and then, mm -hmm. um, we decided to cloth diaper that child. I did cloth diapers are very expensive and I decided maybe I can make these cloth diapers. So I started to make them. I remember. Um, and I had a sewing machine that I found like on Craigslist or something, Facebook marketplace. I don't know. Um, and it was a very bad sewing machine, but I was making it work for a while. And then I was like, maybe I might sell cloth diapers. Okay. And I went in and when I told the sewing machine lady and she had never said a word about how terrible my sewing machine was, I actually loved her for that. But when I said I might want to sell, she just was like, you need a different machine. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah I thought you were going to say that. Yeah. And we had just gotten our tax return and it was the very first significant tax return. Like big kid adult. That, yeah. That we return. had ever had. And you were like, uh, yeah, we're going to get you the biggest, baddest sewing machine, not the biggest, baddest, because you can really spend like $10,000 on a sewing machine, but like I, I reasonably, remember, it was a very, is a very nice machine. I remember it being the biggest, baddest one of the ones that you pulled up. I, like, I, I was going, I was, or, go or no, I could build we didn't my pull own them up. out of We were in the dealership. Lap. No, we were in the dealership and she was showing them to us and you were like, that's it. That's the one. And I was really thinking the $400 machine. And Maybe. you said, no way we're getting the $1,000 machine because yeah. we had it because of our I very nice tax refund that year feeling because I didn't want you to basically sew in a jalopy when you were going to try jalopy. make it like we were starting to make a business. I remember doing the logo for it and like all sorts of stuff. And I'm like, Hey, if we're going to throw at this, let's throw. And you're like, I don't know if I want to really sew. Well, um, yeah, you, you did, you I, bought, I you part. bought that for me and, um, and I really loved it and I really appreciate that you did it to this day. Mm -hmm. Still have it. And you have said multiple times that that was some of the best money that we have ever spent because I, I, I have spent so much time sewing on that sewing machine. So much time. So um, anyway, that's how so that that's happened. that's why she remembered because we brought Because you bucks. could, yes, because you just were like, buy my wife that machine. All right. Well, there we go. Yeah. And, and, my, and my, as a small business owner, like, I mean, I worked in my mom's knitting shop for years and I would remember that person. But also my rugged good looks. Also okay. your rugged well, good thank looks. Thank you very much. Anyway, that's not what we wanted to talk about today. We have been watching a show in our house. Surprise. A children's show. Oh, yep. That one. Yes. Um, I'm not saying that we had children just so that we can watch Bluey, but. I am. Maybe. I'll say it. And Bluey I, is so good, right? It was like it was like a, a ten year delay. I mentioned Bluey to, to on Facebook the other day. I don't day. even know how old Bluey is. Doesn't matter. He's come there. The the new season is dropping. That's what everybody's telling me. Yes. So when Caleb was tiny, it was Daniel Tiger's neighborhood, uh -huh. which we are going to talk about later. Hundred percent. But now it it's Bluey. It is all Bluey all the time. I get out of here, Coco Melon. Coco Melon can take Blippi, a go away leap. from me. Into Never Never Land of the Bluey, Cartoons. 
Yes. So yes. Bluey, when Bluey's on, I am entertained. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing is is like, I try and convince the kids to watch it sometimes. Like, hey, you guys want to watch Bluey? It has this perfect, watch? perfect balance of being entertaining to little tiny children because it's very silly mm. and lots of noises and stuff. Being entertaining to parents because there is a lot of real life stuff in there. And like some really valuable development kind of stuff, like emotional development. And uh, good for older siblings, too, because there's like quite a lot of irreverent humor. Yeah. Um, bum worms. And it's funny. Wiping it's windows funny with show. butts. and. <laughs> it's a funny show. It deals with like real life things that families have going on yeah. in their lives. It, nothing is like crazy or overly imaginative or anything it's like hey if we're gonna make believe you're just gonna see them playing yeah it's just it. yeah them playing yeah. all those blue healers do you want to figure out which blue bluey character you are real fast are you kidding me no i'm not kidding yeah let's do it okay what's the best way to spend a day off cuddling with pets or significant other baking and cooking or partying or hanging with friends partying or hanging with friends okay um Next, hold please. Okay, which of the following upsets you the most? People not being able to speak their mind, <laughs> the prohibition of recreational marijuana. What <laughs> is happening here? <laughs> Slow internet, or the world losing its traditions? Slow internet for sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, how do you react in a high pressure situation? Mm. I use logic to find the best solution. I get kind of freaked out. I'm able to remain very calm and do what needs to be done. I take charge and start giving out orders. Mm, I sadly I take charge. I'm Absolutely, trying to, I'm I was going to answer that one for myself. you. I'm trying to fix things well, about myself. Um, okay, which of these words best describes you? Outgoing, creative, traditional, or free spirited? Creative. All right, definitely what a, a creative. You didn't think outgoing, though? Okay. Not over-creative, no. Where is the ideal place for you to go on a date? The drive-in, the mall, the disco, or the speakeasy? <laughs> disco? The what? disco. No, um, the mm, the movies, the drive-in. The drive-in? Yeah. Yeah, sure. No, excuse me? This is you. I know. That's I don't appreciate your tone. <gasps> what do you think Maybe. is your most endearing trait? Confidence? That you're compassionate, you're smart, or you're sociable? Ooh, great question. Confident, compassionate, smart, sociable. Man, I am very confident. Is that endearing? Oh, that is what that... Endearing. Oh, sociable. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what is your most narcissistic trait? I prefer to drink blank as my morning fuel. Tea, water, Coffee. energy drink. Okay, excellent. No five-hour energy for you? Mm -mm, mm -mm, no? Mm -mm. Not a, a spot of tea? Uh, not not if I want to be around other people mm -hmm. for long uh, stretches of time. Speaking of slow internet, this is one of those where you have to wait you in between. Just, you gotta each. shake it. If I just bl blow on the cartridge. Yeah, there we go. Blow across the okay. top of it. Ideal first date. My ideal first date? Dinner and a movie, concert, walk on the beach, or a bar? My ideal That's first what date? It says. Like what I would want somebody to take me yes. on? Probably a bar. Is this for Bluey? This seems... <laughs> <laughs> You're a bingo. Which of, the, 
which of the following do you find most difficult? Introducing yourself, trying new things, speaking in public, or adopting new technology? Say them all again. None of those things. Yeah, Are you say them all again. Introducing yourself, no. trying new things, no. speaking in public, no. or adopting new technology. Not, there's... You have to pick one. I think I have to. You're good at all of those Maybe adopting new technology. What? Okay. The question was not what is difficult. What is the most difficult? The most difficult. Maybe adopting new technology. Okay. How do you prefer to celebrate your birthday? An animated dinner with your closest family and friends, throwing a huge party with everyone you know, spending it alone and hoping no one remembers, (laughs) or catching up on work. No time to take off. What was the first? What were the first two? Like an a small intimate dinner with family and friends or a huge party with everyone? A uh, huge party. Really? Yeah. Okay. But not a surprise huge party. Not a surprise one. Just surprise a huge me. party. Okay. Which is your biggest pet peeve about society today? Too much corruption. Too much discrimination. Too much technology or too much pollution? Ooh. Discrimination. Discrimination. Excellent. Okay. This is so deep. Do you often feel as though you have to justify yourself to other people? Come on, Disney. Yes, it's important that they understand my feelings. It depends on the situation. I constantly feel misunderstood. Or no, they should be able to keep up with my mind. (laughs) I'm going to say it depends on the situation. What? Okay. Are you kidding me? Are you judging me? Are you just asking questions that you had written down earlier? If I, it's like, which bluey character is your husband? I might answer a yeah. couple of these things. This really, this isn't a website. This is just like a Google doc. That this you is quizgi.com. Okay. Right. What career would you prefer? Scientist, event planner, entrepreneur, or therapist? Entrepreneur. Okay. How many um, more questions are there? Um, There are six more, seven Holy more questions. Geez. Do you think an interesting book or a video game is better than attending a social event? No, but I still enjoy those things on occasion. No, social events are always more fun. Yes, sometimes I need a break from people. Yes, I always like to be learning. Yes, sometimes I need a break from people. Mm, Okay. You do need breaks from people. Mm. Um, You're like an extrovert, but sometimes you introvert really hard. So hard that there's nowhere to go but away. Sometimes. So which of the following are you most like? Assertive, kind, friendly, intelligent. Hmm. Probably assertive. Yeah. I'm trying to fix things about myself. I'm being real here, okay? (laughs) What does your perfect weekend consist of? Drinking beers and discussing current affairs with friends. Going out for drinks and gossiping with your friends. Heading to a coffee shop to catch up on some reading. Staying at home and cuddling with your pet. Jeez. It's, It's either A or D. What was the first one? Drinking beer and discussing current affairs with friends. That one. Let's go with that one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's what I would have picked for you, too. I mean, you don't really cuddle with the pets. I Which mean, is your favorite pastime? Listening to music, going to the movies, watching TV, or reading? Ooh. Like, that I like the most? Favorite pastime. I, li- I really like going to the movies. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Wait. Movies over TV? Yeah. Okay. Uh, pick an ideal working place. Front porch overlooking the ocean, Ooh. in a park on a bench, in a, the library overlooking the city, or at a coffee shop. Barf. Uh, a. The, the, the ocean? ocean? One. That's where you would work? You'd yeah. like to work there? Yeah. You think you'd get work done? 
All right. What's your usual role in social events? I start a lot of conversations with friends and strangers. I sit in the corner with a couple friends all night. (laughs) No, I get nervous and stay quiet most of the time. I buy drinks for everyone and try to liven the mood. Oh, man. Okay. I don't have uh, how you say money. (laughs) It's A. It has to be A. It has to be A. I would be D if I had the money. (laughs) Okay. I'll give you that one. Last question. When making a decision, what do you focus on the most? Perception of the situation, logic, feelings, or what other people want? Probably perception of the situation. I would also say that for you. Yeah. See, on some of these, we agree. Most of them. Most of them, we agree. Are you ready to figure out which Bluey character? I've been ready for the last five minutes to figure out (laughs) what Bluey character I am. Guess. I would. I would guess that I'm dad. Uh. uh, Mum? Am I granny? Do you know what mom's name is? Miss... What are the parents' names? I don't know. You don't know enough. I can watch an Bandit entire series... Bandit Healer. And Chili. I can watch an entire series, and I'm talking an entire series, and go, I don't know what the name is. I'm Bingo! <laughs> you are Bingo. You are Bingo. Daddy, bingo. I have to take a wee. <laughs> what does he say? Oh, what does she say? I'm busting. Bustin? I don't know that one. Like she's like, maybe is that what it is? Like she, she's like, she's really got to go. <laughs> oh. I'm happy with that. Are you? See, okay. Bingo's a bit of a bit of a wild card. She is. Uh, one of the things I love about Bluey that I told you is that they don't treat Bingo, who's the youngest member of the family, like she. She's not just a super whiner, right. and she's not somebody that you can just dismiss. Like they take her seriously. She's a contim- contributing member of that family, I, and I, I love it. I have not seen all the episodes, but mm-hmm. it's it's. Somebody asked me when I was speaking at a camp, "What's your favorite show?" And I was like, "It's it's Bluey. It's Bluey right now. It's my favorite show." <laughs> and um, it confused a bunch of high schoolers uh-huh. and junior highers. But I was like, "I don't know what to tell you. It's it's, it's Bluey." And like I was I was remembering um, Bingo, and it, this uh, now I'm identifying with her because we're the same. We're the same. Are you? And th- they were. It was an episode where they were like at the park and they were playing with a bunch of other kids and they were, half of them playing circus and there was a big bully that was playing like motorbikes and he just was jumping over the kids. That was their job is to be the, the jumps for him to play. Oh. And she was the one that got to sit in, just sit out and she was the audience and everybody was just entertaining her. And I was like, sounds it feels like a good place to be. That's <laughs> Yeah. That's where I want to be. All right. Well. Bingo. That was long. Yeah. Heck yeah. Sorry that, no, that, was sorry that quiz was so long. That was totally worth it. Okay. Absolutely totally worth it. <laughs> uh, well, I hope you guys learned something about me um, and about, about Bingo, um, my doppelganger in the Bluey, <laughs> in the Bluey universe. Uh, we're going to take a short break, but hey, don't go anywhere. We're talking today all about Mr. Mr. Rogers. Rogers. So, hey, pull up a chair, pull up a beanbag, pull up a... a a folding lawn chair that overlooks the ocean if you're working um like me and listen to us talk about mr roger and his neighbor mr rogers not roger mr roger mr roger was his father mr fred roger (laughs) frederick rogers right here on the church nurse podcast Welcome to the Lightning Round, brought to you by Moviga. I'm Lee, with your weekly source for all things movies, video games, and more. 
Now grab your ponchos and let's catch up on this week's news. Quentin Tarantino offers a rare opinion on Top Gun Maverick and Spielberg's West Side Story, saying they both provide a true cinematic spectacle, the kind that he thought he wasn't going to see anymore. I say I wouldn't disagree, especially with those Maverick Top Gun ratings in the box office. HBO Max and Discovery Plus announce a merger, citing skews and differences in male and female audience. As long as there aren't any Game of Thrones and Honey Boo Boo crossovers, I'd say this is a great move. Batgirl with intended HBO Max release gets cancelled. It's sad, but it seems like no one has any idea what is going on with DC. But the good news is, Discovery CEO claims that they have quote-unquote reset DC films to follow Marvel's 10-year plan. They weren't already doing this? Well, at least we still have Black Adam, Shazam, Fury of the Gods, and The Flash to look forward to. Flash actor Ezra Miller is paranoid and wears body armor and gun everywhere as alleged victims compare him to cult leader. Um, will somebody just give this guy a hug or something? Speaking of more DC news, not all hope is lost. Joaquin Phoenix and Joker sequel Folie Adieu gets released date for October 4th, 2024. John Carter's sequel titles and details were revealed by the director at San Diego Comic-Con. Even though it's regarded as a colossal box office bomb, director Andrew Stanton shared details for what could have been if the franchise had more success. Now I know we have some John Carter fans on the Moviga crew, so this is news that is a little bittersweet. Maybe we can get something trending on Twitter. Uh, hashtag release the Stanton cuts? Let's move on to games. Square Enix reportedly looking to sell its stakes in its studios to focus on Japanese games. The next Life is Strange installment will be less episodic as Dev states studio will be ditching the practice going forward. Now let's be honest, don't we all miss the days of a game being released as one whole complete piece? All this seasonal and DLC content can be exhausting. Please, no more FOMO. Speaking of new DLC, in Nintendo news, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe music tracks leak, which hints at future courses. Uh, thanks I guess, data miners. Oof, sound from Roblox has been removed because of a licensing issue. Oof. Well, it looks like the storm has passed. Be sure to check out the Movega podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you listen to that sort of thing, where we're talking all things movies, video games, and more. I'm Lee, and thanks for joining me this week for the lightning round. Hey there, and welcome back to Church Nerds. Once again, my name is Bubba. My name's Anna. And if you found us anywhere else besides LTN Radio at LTN On Air or on the Live 365 app by searching for LTN Radio, hey, thank you. We're so glad you're here, and we hope that you would do us a favor. If you find any of this useful and you know somebody else in your life that would get something out of it, do us a favor, share it with them. And also, if you don't mind, on your favorite podcasting app, Leave a review if you're able to do that on that oh, platform. We don't ask for reviews very much. Yeah, it helps the podcast. Yeah. I mean, nobody has said anything mean to me about our podcast so far, 
but they don't usually do that thing to your face. They do that on reviews. That's so. true. So if that's you, go leave a review on a different podcast. <laughs> hey, also, you can check us out online and go to lovethynerd.com. We got a lot of great stuff. We had a really just fantastic, amazing, dope resource that dropped um, not too long ago on Dungeons and Dragons. So go check that out. If you got anybody who has any questions inside your life or on the fringes or anything like that, we compiled these things so that you can share a Christian perspective in a myriad of ways. And even to that point, if somebody is a visual learner, we got a really great video on there from Jacqueline Parrish from oh, 2021, yeah. the year of our Lord. super cool. She, she led a breakout on uh, D&D and how it helps to shape relationships with her and her friends at our LTN Con for 2021. And so Jacqueline Parrish, our only church nerds podcast guest. So <laughs> we're working on it. Date. We're working on it. Don't don't guess shame me, bro. Uh okay, well, so we've been watching Bluey. Yeah. I also have been watching like a lot of documentaries lately. Um, especially when you're gone and stuff. Fair enough. Um, a lot of Mormon documentaries. Oh, okay. Why are there so yeah. many documentaries about Mormons? Or are those just the ones that pop up in my feed? Anyway. Yeah, that's an interesting like nut to crack a bunch open. Of, yeah. A bunch of LDS stuff. They uh, don't necessarily pop up for me. So. Do they not? Mm-mm-mm. Well, I, they, they, they do for me. Uh, and serial killer ones. <laughs> okay. Well, you should um, just watch Hell on Wheels. Knock them both out. Oh, I did like that show, but it was a little gritty for me. Yep. It's supposed to be. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Not gritty at all is Mr. Rogers. Uh, I finally, finally did the thing I should have done years ago and watched uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor, which is a documentary. So there it's confusing because... There's this documentary about Fred Rogers, and then there was, um, what Tom is Hanks it, movie? Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, was it? That was the show. Was that? No, but what was t- the Tom Hanks movie called? I don't know. Anyway, it was confusing. Like, everybody was on a real big uh, Mr. Rogers kick, I guess. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm late to the party, but um, I watched it, and it was really good. It was really good. And I wanted to talk about it um, because I kind of felt like he was, uh, I don't want to say ahead of his time. Obviously, he was right in his time. But he was, he had such progressive ideas. And I kind of felt like some kindred, like, ideas between him and sort of what we do at Love Thy Nerd a little bit. Um, and so I thought it would be cool to talk about on the podcast. Um, well, we'll first see. of all, yeah. but yeah, we'll see if we talk about it. Listeners be the judge. Um, I kind of wanted to just like remember some things about Mr. Rogers. Did you watch Mr. Rogers when you were a kid? I don't think that I did. No, I think you I were think just I a have... Sesame Street and Barney person. I don't know that I would even say. Did that you I watch any those? PBS? Dude, when I was a kid, I, I might have watched a couple of episodes of Arthur, a couple of episodes of Wishbone. I think most of my time, <gasps> Wishbone. most of my time was spent um, with uh, Reading Rainbow. A lot of Reading Rainbow. Hey, I was going to say like Lamb Chops. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Lamb chop. But yep. I mean, on like legit, if I'm talking like, whoa, what did you watch as a kid? It was like a lot of 
I don't want to say trash cartoons, but it was. I call them junk cartoons. Yeah, they're, they're the things yeah, that are way shows. more, way more nostalgic, like Ninja Turtles and Ghostbusters right. and pop culture. And things. I don't mean to be mean because we spend a lot of time like defending a lot of <laughs> yeah. shows and nostalgia. But when I'm helping our kids to pick out shows, I'm like. Ugh. If we're talking about like food equivalents, like I would rather you pick some yogurt or some <laughs> granola yeah. or something than just um, an entire bag of chips, which is sometimes what I feel like yeah. some of these other shows yeah. are like they they stimulate, but they don't really engage. They don't really cause you to think mm -mm. sometimes there's not even really that great of storytelling. It's just mm -mm. like, ugh. Anyway. no, no. <laughs> um, so, well, I did, we didn't have a TV in my house. Um, How did you watch as Mr. some Rogers? of our old, like long time listeners may recall, we didn't get a television in our house until, well, we had like a video machine with the VHS you could put in the, in the bottom, you know, it was attached. That's called a TV. Yeah. It was like 14 inches or something like that. Um, but we didn't like attach the rabbit ears or like make it able to actually access like television until like I was broadcast 14 television. years old. I got you. Okay. It's until, still a TV. The yeah. TV is the item. Okay. Right. Well, we didn't <laughs> watch television in our house until I was 14 years old, which okay. was uh, once the Twin Towers fell. Then just a little bit outside of Mr. Rogers. Yes. Intended but, age range. I would go to my grandma's house in Marble Falls. Hey and um and I would watch Mr. Rogers at her house. And I loved it. I loved it so much. Yeah. Yes. And I don't know I mean, I don't know. I guess I loved what a lot of other kids loved about Mr. Rogers. Of course, not having a TV, I did probably find a lot of other shows pretty overstimulating. Yeah. Um, and, I feel and like Mr. Rogers would have bored me to tears. You think so? Oh, I'm I'm 100%. <laughs> and I'm not even like being mean about it. I'm just like that does sound awfully if, mean. If dude, I'm we're about to gush over Mr. Rogers, okay? But like, if I go back to Bubba as a seven year old, and it's like, hey, do you want to watch Ninja Turtles or? An old guy play with a puppet. Right. I'm like, uh, what? I don't like, I don't, I haven't really tried sitting the kids down in front of Mr. Rogers today. I would never do that. <laughs> I would never do that. Just put Bluey on. He's not going to talk about cleaning, well, cleaning windows with here's butts. Here's the thing though. When our kids were young and we talked about this, Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood. Right. Which is legitimately speaking, like Daniel Tiger was... The yes, the, his his puppet. It it was the and most Mister Rogers character in the land of make believe. But the, like mm -hmm. they even say in the documentary, like that was representative that was of Mister Rogers himself. You know, that, like Daniel said things that he that Mister Rogers could not say. Fred could not say. He right. spoke through Daniel a lot, and so like to see Daniel Tiger's neighborhood. First of all, it's a fantastically done show. It's just well done. It's 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 nice to look at. I have the same the same feelings when I watch Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood that I did when I watched Jake and the Neverland Pirates. I'm just like, this is a children's show. 
How? I just don't even feel like they're on the same level. You're missing the whole, the the entire point of it. Do you like the, the animation? Visual okay. aspect of yeah. it, the aesthetic of it. Yeah. When I watched that show, I was like, this is fantastic. Yeah. It was very Dora the Explorer, and that yeah. bugged the bejeebers out of me. But the like looking at it, it's like, dang. When I was a kid, yeah, they looked like, oh, these are for kids. Yeah. That's what it looked like. Now it's like that you have like professionals that are like either getting their start or like pouring them, themselves wholeheartedly into this. And on top of just the, the visuals. Right. When you think of like Arthur, which was one that you said that yes. you watched compared with. I mean, times and all that stuff. But like yeah. when, when you look at just the aesthetic, it's awesome. And then with Daniel Tiger, like there are still songs that I sing to my 10 year old, our 10 year old son uh-huh. every now and again, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. Uh, what's, they what's had, that they had jingles for everything. Yeah, um, just the, the mnemonic devices. Grown ups come, come back. When you feel so mad that, that you, you want to roar. roar. Take a deep breath and count to four. One, two, three, four. How do you feel, Daniel? Like, <laughs> like that kind of stuff. I'm like, dang, that's like good. Yeah. And so see what it is. You might feel better so, for fear. Like, like our for kids, everything. our kids are in a better place because of the advancements and all sorts of things, right? Like they're just in a better place to, to not just have things that are just informative. It's like, it's going to keep your attention as mm-hmm, well. Mm-hmm. Like these are things that you're going to go through as a kid. You're going to be playing blocks with somebody and they're going to want to kick over your blocks and that's going to suck how do we deal with that you're going to be mad right here's a way to do that you know you're going to need to brush your teeth you're going to need to do all this stuff it's like the the way that they they tackled it honestly again didn't grow up with with mr rogers neighborhood but going back and seeing all that stuff and and you know just kind of figuring out and diving into the things that he dealt with I see some of those things represented, not all of them, obviously, because this is far less of a like politically forward show than Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood was. But I see a lot of those things with like helping kids deal with things um, and situations and emotions and stuff like that. I think that some of that is, you know, back in the day, most homes only had one TV Mm. and that TV a lot of the day was like news you know parents would watch the news and then they would see all of these things on the news and then there was that time where mr rogers would actually be talking about like some of those things happening in the world but on in a more comfortable you know and engaging and you know like kid level with puppets and uh so i mean i think that that's part like now Things have to be a little bit more engaging because they're competing like oh, 100%. with other things. And most most homes have more than one TV and you can stream like anything, anything onto it. And you don't just have like seven channels or whatever anymore. Oh, yeah. Um. Anyway, so I, I mean, like, yeah, Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood was awesome with the kids. But even it's it's kind of funny how like Mr. Rogers things on the show have stood up pretty well over time. Mm -hmm. Um, When I had a baby, um, so I breastfed our baby 
And there was like this whole community of people and all of like this big conversation about like covered and uncovered and, you know, like what's appropriate and what's not appropriate. And like for a long time, it was like, ah, everybody needs to be covered, co- covered. And yeah. we live in Texas and it's really hot and it's like very, very difficult to do. Um, and like I had conversations with people who are like, I don't even want to talk to people who are feeding the baby that way yeah. because like, it just makes me super uncomfortable. And it's like, but I'm just like, this baby has to eat like you eat and this baby has to eat and well, i don't go know. get him a cheeseburger I don't know okay, it's like very fair to make them suffer if it's like you know 105 under that blanket and you know, if you want to eat under a blanket you can you know <laughs> um but it was interesting to like see how mr rogers actually advocated for breastfeeding like way back in like the 80s yeah um, and just was very matter of fact about it that like there's all different kinds of ways to feed babies and like had it on the show. Yeah. And I'm like, what? What? Yeah. Like that's so it's it's just interesting. It And it was we say progressive, but really, I think he was just really matter of fact about like these are just things mm-hmm. that are in our world these are normal things and we just have to talk about these things. Like he just didn't brush things under the rug in general. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, that's a a stance that I take as well. And I think information is key. Yeah. Um, so interestingly, as I was going and watching the documentary, um, I, I really was more familiar with Mr. Rogers like early nineties, Mr. Rogers. Yeah. So, we're so talking... he was already gray. Yeah. He wasn't like old, old looking yet, old, huh? but he was an older gentleman, you know, um, going back and watching the documentary, they have all this footage from when he was like young, yeah. real young. Snapper. Yes. And he reminded me a lot of our pastor at our church. I agree. I agree with that. Pastor C. Dr. C. Ross Chandler, yeah. uh, only he's just Pastor Ross. Yeah. Um, the way that he talks and some of his ideas, like just the way that he communicates. Uh-huh. I'm like, I feel like this, if if Ross just played the piano during service, <laughs> it might be a lot like Mr. Rogers. Giving him ideas, man. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's played other instruments i think the what jingling that? johnny yeah, that's the one yeah. that's the one it's a real instrument <laughs> um but yeah he just he addressed a lot of really heavy real life topics yeah. like he talked about grief he talked about divorce he talked about like the jfk assassination oh my gosh um was it the jfk assassination mm-hmm. Um, disability, a bunch of situations that make people really uncomfortable to talk about, even with other adults sometimes. And he's bringing them up with children, which is like, well, we should, we should talk about a lot of these things with children. Um, and he would just talk about them candidly and directly and just with a lot of hope actually. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. It's really, I just appreciate everything about Mr. Rogers and I have waited um, because we live in this day of information um, and whistleblowing yeah. and, and I'm not against whistleblowing. I just 
need to say that. Like, I'm not saying don't bring up bad things about people. Like, don't dig up the past and say bad things because we need to talk about those bad things in the past sometimes. And we need to like if if dirt comes out on people and people have been hurt. Like we need to talk about those things. Well, we've, we've talked about it here. We did, uh, we talked about Hillsong. We've talked about, you know, stuff that was going on at Mars Hill. There's also all the Robbie Zacharias stuff. There's everything that has come out about the SBC that's been swept under the rug. I mean, there, there's, there are things after things after things, mm-hmm. Bill Hybels, like, and it just feels like almost inevitable that something bad any wholesome would come out about mr rogers because yeah. he's kind of weird you know and they asked him a lot of questions about like they asked people who worked with him like mm-hmm. where's the dirt on like is he really like that like there's no way that he was really like that you know um they asked him if he was gay and like all kinds of different things and even like his gay co-workers like no, no. If I, if nope. any, I would have known. He, he yeah. wasn't. I w- yeah, I definitely would have figured that out. And he wasn't. So it like, and he's he's this like soft spoken guy who works yeah. with kids. So people said things about Barney, sure. like oh, I was a pedophile, or you know, all kinds of different things. And I don't know. I they said all kinds of things about people that weren't even true. Like they said that the Blues Clues guy like died in a car accident, and then his mom is like. Oh no! Did you die in a car accident? He's like, no, mom, yeah, I'm I, fine. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, people have always said kind of crazy things, but I, I have kind of waited for the shoe to drop and be like, oh, we're gonna find out something bad about Mr. Rogers, and nothing has ever come out. Like, well, and it's it's refreshing. Yeah, it's refreshing because in what was it like? There's there was a quote in the in the documentary where. Um, Somebody was saying it seemed like Fred Rogers found a way to not let the stardom or being a television mm-hmm. star get to his head. And even his son kind of lamented a little bit. He was like, it's really hard when your dad is basically the second coming <laughs> right. of Christ. Yes. You know? Well, I mean, I think it, the thing that is, I guess I'm trying to communicate is just absolute congruence mm-hmm. in the way he was in person with kids, yeah. the way he was in person with adults, the way he was on screen and his personal life. Like yeah. he was who he was, who he was with the exception of like, you know, being able to express himself better when he had Daniel Tiger on his hand, yeah, I mean, which was wasn't a... like, he wasn't a different person. He was just able to articulate things in it specifically regarding emotion. Like yeah. emotion was difficult. And so, um, and like, like the big feelings, the, the big negative feelings like sadness, like grief, like anger. Um, and that's, you know, pretty typical actually, especially with kids too. Well, I mean, when, when people get on stage, you got pastors, you got public speakers, you got these, these public figures of any kind. When, I mean, even when we're on the show, like doing this podcast in some way, shape or form, it's a, it's like a shade of who Mm. we are. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. we, we try to be as transparent. We, don't cut a lot out of the podcast. We just kind of give you guys the the raw, you know, portions of what we do and how we interact with each other. But at some point, like not every conversation that we have is like this, Mm -hmm. right? And so Fred (laughs) Rogers, not every time he talked to somebody was he singing a song or teaching them this or talking to them like they were children, like he had interactions with adults. right? And he was able to have actual interactions with adults. 
And so like the people that were around him loved him because I think, and this is the the biggest thing that is my takeaway from him, is he was really able to meet people right where they were. He was mm-hmm. able to speak to them on their level. Mm-hmm. And he he was just a different shade of himself with everybody. It was mm-hmm. like Paul says when he becomes all things to all people. Um, say all this to this. We love Mr. Rogers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, if, if he were alive today, we'd try and get him on the show. Like, just absolutely <laughs> would. And so with that said, hey, we're going to take a short break, but don't go anywhere because when we come back, we're going to be talking about the spiritual side of Fred Rogers and some of the things we may or may not have known about him that we learned in the documentary, all for the positive, none for the negative, and how we can kind of take some of that stuff away on our end and maybe be a little bit better because of it. So stick around for more of the Church Nerds Podcast. Hey everyone, I'm Hector Mirai, and this is Faith and Fandom 180 on LTN Radio. So this past weekend, I had a panel at uh, the largest con I'll be at this year, and it was a Faith and Fandom panel discussing just the concept of looking for spiritual content in our entertainment, and you know, discussing the fact that some people grew up being told that you couldn't love video games or comics or Harry Potter or Pokemon or Dungeons and Dragons and still love Jesus and just kind of asking people what their discouragements were, what their encouragements were and uh, encouraging them to have open eyes and to use discernment. It's a panel I've been doing for years and I've usually gotten a lot of good response from it but at this panel a lady in the back started like flagrantly flailing her arms around and when I finally called on her uh, she was very, uh, aggressive and she said, what qualifies you to lead this panel? And I kind of paused and you know, asked her to clarify and she said, well, what are your qualifications? And, you know, I just said, well, I've got a degree in divinity and I've been a professional geek for 10 years. It's a fan panel. I didn't even mention the books. And, uh, but apparently my answer wasn't good enough and she literally stormed out of the panel and we went on and it went really well, but that lady's response ate away at me the whole weekend. Like I did another panel the next day, a geek church service, but literally every time I thought about it, it's bothered me. And I realized that I was holding on too tightly to what people thought about this. And Galatians 1.10 says, Am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. The crazy thing is, I got so much positive feedback about this panel. Literally at my hotel the next morning when I went to go get coffee, a dude pulled me aside and said, Hey, you did a really great job and that was really encouraging in the like hotel elevator but i was so focused on what one person said that i was kind of ignoring what god said and i just want to encourage you listen to god over people remember to catch faith and fandom 180 every wednesday morning on the back row morning show only on 
LTN Radio. And if you'd like to learn more about Faith and Fandom, head over to faithandfandom.org where you can learn about our Comic-Con ministry, podcasts, memes, apparel, and book series. You can even read new chapters before they make it to the next book. I'm Hector Mirai, and thank you for spending the last 180 seconds with me. Hey there, and welcome back to the Church Nerds Podcast. Once again, my name is Bubba. My name's Anna. And today we're talking all about Mr. Rogers. But before we get into that, I want to remind everybody, or maybe tell you for the first time, if you didn't know, hey, we're doing LTNCon in person this year, 2022. It's going to be in New Albany, Indiana, and you're going to want to go and check that out. Go to lovethynerd.com slash LTNCon. Or you can go to ltncon.info. Uh, we, talk, we talked a little bit earlier about Jacqueline Parrish. She has been upgraded. She is now our keynote speaker yes. for this year. And it Jacqueline. just makes sense. She's absolute fire. Yes. Love to have her. Yes. Um, Brilliant. But we're going to be doing a lot of things. We've got some really good sponsors this year. We've got a lot of great games planned, a lot of really fun activities. LTN Radio is going to have a physical presence there, so you're going to want to come Mm. be a part of that. Will there be puppets? Only puppets. Trolleys? The whole thing is puppets and trolleys. Yes. All of it. Okay. And big shout out to Sojourn New Albany. Thank you so much for hosting us. We love you guys. And if you are in the southern Indiana area, go check them out. Sojourn New Albany. They would love for you to come be a part of their family. Hey, Mitta Rajas. Yeah, uh, so we've been talking about um, the documentary about Mr. Rogers, Won't You Be My Neighbor, if you're just joining us. Um, and so we're kind of like the legacy that he left has been a big, big part of this discussion. Um, so... I, it was so interesting to me because I knew that he was a minister or like a reverend or I, did I don't know. Not. You did not know no, that? No, I learned it when I went several years ago to mm-hmm. the movie theater and watched this. Yeah. Uh, and it's interesting too because also the creator of Thomas the Train is also a reverend. Did not know that. But also couldn't tell you what his name is. Not going to lie. I don't know his name. I could figure it out. I'm going to guess Thomas. (laughs) Not going to lie. I just don't think that Thomas the Train and Mr. Rogers are. I mean, I know there's a lot of Thomas the Train fans out there. Yeah. There's a lot of like grumpiness and complaining in it. There's a there's a guy who has that grumpy face the whole time. Yeah. I I mean, and I get. Like, I guess there might be value in that because we all get grumpy sometimes. But, mm-hmm. like, I feel like a lot of the takeaway when our kids would watch it would just be about grumpiness. Dude, that was it. Was it that green train? This isn't the Thomas the, the trolley here, the but diesel. That dude was a jerk. <laughs> I, felt I like think he was the green train like, is Percy and he's super sweet, but there's diesel. Which was, which is the one that was always blocking Thomas? It doesn't matter. It De- doesn't matter. <laughs> Um, yeah. Or is his name Diesel or is he a diesel train? Anyway. Mm, mm -hmm, Um, okay. So Mr. Rogers, though, he was a minister. I think a Presbyterian minister. A Presbyterian minister that was ordained. Um, well, and so he was thinking of going to seminary, decided 
he, he thought that TV was interesting and that he felt like there was great potential in what could happen yeah, through he, television, he, even though his family was like, why are you going into television? You don't even watch television. Yeah. He came back from college and was like, what's this? And they're like, it's television. He's like, well, he skipped seminary because he decided to pursue exactly. TV yeah. and then went back I guess to seminary or at least was ordained, was ordained by the Presbyterian uh, church t for television. As ministry, a television as a minister. television minister. And I was like, wow, that's that, bizarre. It is very forward thinking to me, like because they really got in on that pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess because he saw he saw potential for good and potential for bad. And sure. And basically what he saw of it, he just felt like this medium is completely misused. And there's just basically garbage on here all the time. Like this could be so much more and it needs to be so much more. Yeah. So I'm going to figure out how to do it. And, um, and that, I think that moment in the documentary was where I was like, Oh, I feel like that's a conversation that I had with Bubba in 2008 or nine. Yeah. Um, when we got married and you were <laughs> playing lots of world of Warcraft and I was crying a lot about it, but you were like, there's just all these people yeah. here that are, they're here and they're only here and they're not going other places. Like, and that sounds kind of stereotypical, but we knew it to be true because mm -hmm. of how much time they were online. Yep. And so it was like, I can either reach them and talk to them here or we just miss this opportunity and they go unreached. Yeah. Just write them off. And so I can either be a positive voice in this space or there isn't a positive voice in this space. And so I just feel this burden to like, I want to start a church here. And I, that was my original thought. That, that was, was, that was what you said. Back start then. a church in world of Warcraft. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm sure like there's lots of other people who have had similar, you know, there's like a whole movement of people mm -hmm. doing similar things. There's Christian guilds and, um, and Christian gamers guild Absolutely. Even is a, yeah. is a, um, they go, they'll, they'll be at Gen Con probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm actually a part of a panel. Oh yeah. Yeah. By the time you hear this, I will be done with it. So. <laughs> yes. Uh, awesome. But I mean, so I saw a similarity in that where it's like, uh, there's, there's undoubtedly bad stuff happening. There's like, there's heartbreak. There are people like, you know, not spending time with their family. There's pornography. There's, um, like, trading things going on that are not super legal yeah. there's all kinds of foul content everywhere yeah. but it's like well how about we just be in this space and try to bring light to it and try to use it for something constructive and like beautiful and um and that was what mr rogers was trying to do and it was a big job and i think he felt discouraged many times just because like he would think that he had addressed all of the things and then some other big, horrible thing would happen in the world. And he's like, Oh, <laughs> 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 ah, nope. I got to go back. I got to go back and do more. I have to go back and do more. Or, or people would convince him to come back and do more. Um, so I don't know. That was, 
I mean, that, the, the idea, no, it's, it's, it's tremendously interesting because, you know, as you and I were talking about, and really anybody who kind of hears the story of what he's doing and knows anything about what we've done and, you know, will continue to do with LTN, you can just feel the parallels, mm-hmm. you know, it's okay. Fred Rogers did all of this stuff through TV, reaching people, standing up for injustice, doing all that stuff, like loving people well and educating them in the, the space that he could. And we're doing the same thing in nerd culture. And even, geez, what is it like 40, 50 years later, you know, uh, I guess it's 40 years later right now ish. Like we're still trailblazing in some of these spaces where things have never been done before. I can't, I can't tell you how many people I meet just every year that are like, wow, I had no idea that there was anything like this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, I could point you to 10 other ministries mm-hmm. that exist, mm-hmm. but it, it just goes unnoticed. And so it's, right. it's not until you experience that thing. Like, I mean, think about it. How many, how many people had television and st- still didn't know about Mr. Rogers? Probably several of them. Dozens of people with TVs did not know who Mr. Rogers was. <laughs> Dozens. Yeah. I mean, but like at, at the same time, it's like, oh, well, we're, we're, we only watch the news or we don't have probably, a kid or like Probably whatever. if you didn't have children. Yeah. You may not have Well, it's no. like me talking to people about Bluey. They're like, what is a Bluey? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. oh my God. No, you need to see it. You need yeah. to see it. Yeah. Well, I mean, like some of those organizations that I think of, uh, like Inroads is one, uh, Jamie with Satellite yeah, Satellite Gaming, satellite gaming is doing a bunch of really awesome stuff like where he sees hey like he puts together a bunch of tournaments for yep. kids and he he talks with the kids and they use that to, as an opportunity to talk with parents yep. and like how to turn this thing that kids are already doing into actually an evangelism opportunity and not just evangelism but also like how helping those parents to build better relationships with their kids. And, um, I mean, like it's, it's cool. Like there are really cool things happening, um, that not all of us can do. Like there are people who are specifically, I think called and skilled to be able to do these things. Kind of like Mr. Rogers. Yeah. He marched to the beat of a different drum and did things in a way that very few other people did them. I don't know that anybody else did what Mr. Rogers did. Right. Not not on that level. I mean, like Mr. Rogers and like Bob Ross, like those guys are just <laughs> no. Like I watched the Bob Ross de- documentary as well. Oh yeah, it was different. It, it was. Different. was um, it was different. He was a good guy. Uh, Mr. Rogers is yeah. a great guy. Um, <laughs> It's, but, it, but it's, it's one of those things where it's like, there are other people that are going to try and do similar things. And like for us, legitimately speaking, we've got, you know, friends, new friends to us. Like, uh, there's a ministry out there called Forge Gaming, um, mm-hmm. and they put on land parties in 2022. I didn't even know that land parties were still a thing. Like where you all get together in one room yes. and like all play on different PCs. But it's, but we're talking like they have 200 people show up at a land party. Uh-huh. Okay. So they basically create an entire major space. Um, they create an entire, entire major space where people come together and do things that the, we did in the early 2000s, you know, late 
you know, late nineties. Right. Uh-huh. And so I didn't know that was still a thing, but it is. And it's, it's, the thing that people is it want. Like bring your own PC. Oh, like yeah, everybody absolutely. brings their own. And what's crazy is there's a need for that. We don't do that. It is nerd culture missions, but LTN just probably will never do that. Right. Because that's not what well, we you do. you can't do everything. But they do. And so it's really good for us to be able to go, hey, you, you need to go. You love land parties? Man, let me hook you up with, with Steven over at Source, you know, SourceForge. Uh, SourceForge? Forge Gaming. SourceForge is a completely different thing. Okay. Steve over at Forge Gaming. Um, or, you know, hey, if you, you actually can't get out of your house, right? Or you have high anxiety or, you know, uh, you feel like you're too socially awkward to be around people. We know tons of online churches that exist where you can go, like Lux, Lux Digital Church. You can go and get involved with them and have a church community. You can have involvement. You can have community. You can do Bible study. You can do all of the things that somebody would probably normally do, most all the things that people would normally do in a church. We mm. have all these different relationships with yeah. people out there. It's like probably the closest thing I've seen to like a, tra- when I say traditional, <laughs> I was using that term very loosely because there's no like organs or pianos or anything. Sure, but, yeah. But a traditional structured worship service where there's like... You know, there's the preaching time mm-hmm. and there's the tithe time and there's yeah. announcement time. Like there, there, there's all the times yeah. in their church services. And it's really great because like people go out there and they try new things. And I love that. And I'm a, I'm a firm believer in if we're going to do stuff and we're going to reach people, we got we got to do what Paul said. We got to be all things to all people. We have to, we have to try new things. We have to get out there and, and break some, break some eggs if you want to make some omelets, you got to crack some eggs. Them's just facts, right? Them omelets aren't going to make themselves. You just buy that egg product that you comes can... in a carton. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> that is what IHOP makes their omelets out of, everyone, just so you know. Wow. Was really it? Just... No, 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 not IHOP. McDonald's. McDonald's says. Oh, well, it's... Sorry, McDonald's. Yeah. Sorry. Well, the, the, not surprised. Maybe them, They just, they come in a big bag, like pre-mixed. Anyway, eh, was... just the scrambled eggs. Yeah, welcome to the, the Almost Food Podcast with Bubba. Well, oh, did you have one more thing you wanted to say? I always have one more thing that I want to say. Go ahead. What were you going to say? Well, I was just going to like progress this on a little bit as far as like what what principles do you feel like Mr. Rogers had that we can carry into what we're doing, um, you know, that will that will make it better. Yeah. So principles, right? Like I like the idea of principles versus like laws, um, because laws are very matter of fact in any situation. The law is the law, gravity, speeding, whatever it is, the law is the law. Um, but principles, principles, um, principles are steadfast, but the application of the principle changes given whatever the context is. So, um, if I were to try and draw out some of the principles that I think that Fred Rogers, um, you know, tried to show, it was compassion. That dude was like tremendously compassionate to everybody. Like he found whatever the the social issues were of the day and talked about them with children. And like, here's the deal. And I know this to be true because this is my life. When I am watching something with my kids and a heavy truth is being like delivered in the show, 
it makes me stop and go, whoa. Mm-hmm. It as a parent, it helps me to think about it, to slow down and go, you know, I man, I actually never thought about how that might feel or be interpreted by a child. Mm-hmm. But dang. Yeah, that hits a little bit different to an eight-year-old, doesn't it? You know, and so I, I really appreciated the fact that that he charged headfirst into those things where, you know, specifically speaking, like as a Christian, a lot of times in order to save face, I've seen people kind of shy away from things mm-hmm. and go, oh, well, yeah, but no, not, not really like that, though. I mean, because like Jesus is cool, right? But he... He had a way of of doing this thing where, uh, as, as I was talking to, to students over the summer, um, I had a chance to tell them so many times about uh, this, this guy, St. Francis of Assisi, who is credited as saying, at all times preach the gospel, and if necessary, use words. I think that's two podcasts in a row that you have said that. I don't doubt it, because I think that it's important and it bears repeating. And I think that's what Fred Rogers did. I 100% think that that's what he did because I can't think of a time, that doesn't mean it didn't happen, but I can't think of a time where he just came out and overtly talked about Jesus. You know? Uh, maybe maybe at like commencement speeches and stuff. Um, How about in his program? Like that's yeah, what I'm talking about. Like in no. Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood because that was not the expressed purpose of it. It was not right. an even, even evangelistic tool, mm-hmm. you know, for the gospel. Mm-hmm. But I'll be danged if that dude did not live out the gospel. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen them all, but the ones that I've seen and, the, and the, the, the things that I've experienced from clips, he absolutely did live out the gospel in every single one of those ones that I've seen. Well, um, he he came under fire a little bit for a while for teaching so much like that you are special. And you are so oh, special yeah. and you don't need to, everybody is special and you don't need to like do anything huge. You don't have to have great accomplishments to be special. Um, that's not really on you. Um, and he came under fire for that because people were like, uh, no, special people do special things. Yeah. So you have all these people who are going to grow up and think they're special and then they're just going to be like average and then be mad about it. But he explained that in a commencement speech when he was kind of talking about, and even the person in the documentary was talking about how that is like a core Christian belief because it's the Imago Dei that it's like, do you believe that you were created in the image of your creator? Like that is what is special about you. Um, And I think that you see that like in every interaction that he had that he saw a value in every person and would treat them equally, not necessarily like the same, but like equally as far as caring an equal amount, like he cared equally for everybody, but he also saw their uniqueness and he saw them as individuals and he saw them as special. Right. Um, So that was like, that's what I mean, equally, like every person like that. And I think that that's something that I carry in. I try to carry into my work with kids. Um, and I should do this for adults. As well. <laughs> yeah. 
sometimes it's easier for me to do this with kids. Fair enough. Like they will start in telling me really strange stories or like random things, but to take every moment that they are talking with me and try to like get on their level and like look at their face and let, and they don't just like stare me deeply in the eyes. Some of them do, (laughs) but like to really look at them. Yeah. While they're talking so that they know that I'm listening mm-hmm. and, and to really listen and like respond with more than just like, oh, yeah, uh, cool. Yeah. Um, because I mean, that's something that he did. And it's amazing how quickly just listening to them makes them feel so valued and taken seriously. And then they like bond with you. So. Um it's almost like they're humans. Yeah. Uh, I think also that Mr. Rogers was always on mission. Yeah. Like all the time, always on mission. And that was like, you know, took precedence. It, it is interesting. I think I see some people and, you know, we don't really know what was put into the documentary or left out of the documentary. Sometimes you see people who've done really amazing things for the kingdom, but then you talk with their kids and their kids are like, I'm really glad that everybody else got to have my dad. Yeah, exactly. And I didn't really get that from his kids. No, no. His, his kids seemed to love him well. And I think that if they didn't, that they, they would have, they would have put that in there in the documentary. But I mean, I think that whatever he was doing, it was always serving this greater purpose and and he would do like he would just use whatever he had. Yeah. And it, like he didn't have to have the biggest, coolest set. He didn't have to have awesome effects. He was still using. He, they didn't up update and upgrade Daniel Tiger, the puppet. He used the same puppet the entire time. So then by the end of the show, that thing looked like it had been some kid's lovey for their entire life. Yeah. Um, he just used what he had. He wasn't a ventriloquist even like he was just talking and he would take it into the hospitals and just talk like he wasn't trying to hide. No, he was absolutely voicing that puppet where I think we put pressure on ourselves sometimes to be like, well, I have to be the biggest and the best. It's like, no, sometimes you just need to be there and you just need to be on mission. Yeah. That is probably the, the hardest thing for me. It is hard for you. And sometimes, I mean, like there's something to be said for, I love, I love that you do things really, really well. And I think a lot of people love that you do things really, really, really well um, and are not wanting to like produce junk or anything like that. But sometimes too, we just like, we need to show up with our puppet. Yep. Too bad. I'm getting a nasty old sock puppet and (laughs) and that's what we're doing from here. Yep. 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 Well, hey, we want to know what, what, what are some of your fondest memories about Mr. Rogers? If you have them, if not, Go watch that documentary and let us know. Like, does that resonate with you? Does it help you to see LTN in a different light? Or does it help to give you some ideas of where we might actually be able to go and some of the things that we could do in the future? Let us know. Hit us up on social media at Church Nerds LTN on Twitter. We would love, love, love to talk with you more about this. Hey, we're going to take a short break, but when we come back, we've got our nerdy recommendation and our Church Nerds Weekly Verse right here on the Church Nerds Podcast.
week in nerd history, coffee in an instant. Although it may seem like a relatively modern invention given its popularity in the go-go 90s, instant coffee actually has a long storied history. Freeze-dried instant coffee first gained popularity during World War II as a means for soldiers to get a much-needed caffeine fix without the requirement of cumbersome brew gear. But the actual invention of instant is believed to have taken place in Britain in 1771, five years before America declared itself a free nation and the Revolutionary War began. But it wasn't until America's next Next armed conflict, the Civil War, that instant coffee found some footing. Much like in World War II, nearly a century later, instant coffee, this time in an experimental cake form, was created to ration out to soldiers to make coffee when not on the battlefield. It wasn't until the turn of the 20th century that instant coffee found a market with the home consumer. In 1901, a Chicago chemist named Satori Kato created the first stable coffee powder using a modified technique originally created to make instant tea. He would patent his instant coffee on August 11th, 1903, and it finally gained mass appeal by the end of that decade. In 1930, Nestle began working on their own version at the request of Brazil, who needed help utilizing a surplus of coffee beans. They finally cracked the Nescafe code in 1937. For the next 70 plus years, instant coffee became the go-to for a single cup serving of coffee needed in a hurry. That is, until Keurig came along with their single serving coffee pods, offering a higher quality cup of coffee in the same amount of time. Keurig coffee pods are not technically instant coffee because the coffee inside is not freeze-dried. Of course, these K-pods came with drawbacks of their own, the largest being the waste they produced, which has even caused their creator to admit he wishes he never invented the product. Bottom line, there's never been a perfect replacement for good old-fashioned coffee brewing, and the taste is even better when you take the extra step of grinding the beans yourself. We recommend visiting thislittlebeanofmine.com and trying the Matt and Bubba in the Morning Blend, a collaboration with this awesome coffee company and Love Thy Nerd. So much better than instant. I'm Radio Matt. See you next time for more Nerd History. out our show today we do have a nerdy recommendation for you and i love this game i love it um, it's marvel dice throne and so if you don't know what dice throne is you're obviously new to love thy nerd and that's fine um, because that's one of the games that we can't shut up about that was one of the first like relationships that we made as we were coming into our newness as love thy nerd actually it was on mm-hmm. the tail end of game church when we met them mm-hmm. at pax pax south it's kind of just a fortuitous uh meeting and between we just somewhat like-minded people we just rode on their back all the way yeah. to stardom and yeah. so but they have they've gone on and they've done you know season one season two eight characters in both of those things and also there is a dice on adventures which is like a dungeon crawler this game dice thrown in and of itself is I, we call it battle yahtzee and that's we an don't you over do. simply anna calls it battle yahtzee <laughs> It's an oversimplification of what it is, um, but think of like Magic, Magic the Gathering meets Yahtzee meets like character building. 
and you get to upgrade your character, you get to roll dice, you get to play cards and battle the whole time that you're doing it. And I love this game. It's one of the games that we can pull out at any game night and teach somebody to play. My eight-year-old. It sounds more complicated than it is when you're not. at the table. It's not that complicated. It's not. It's not complicated, but it, there is a lot of skill and technique if you're into that kind of thing. But if you're not, you can also just pick it up and play. And if you were ever hesitant about picking up something with characters that you didn't know about, bum ba bum Marvel Dice Throne. You can play as Black Widow, Doctor Strange, Black Panther, Captain, what was Underpants. that? Marvel, yeah, Captain uh-huh. Underpants, Miles Morales. Um, we've got the Scarlet Witch, Thor, and Loki. I mean, there are a lot of really great characters in there. Each one of them play fantastic. And I believe with every fiber of my being that that's the best version of Dice Throne right now. And I've really loved. The Marvel? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I need to play with more of the characters. Mm-hmm. I struggled with our playthrough, which... You know I always struggle when I lose. Yeah, you got... And I, I did lose. Destroyed. Uh. <laughs> but I I mean, I, it's partially because I don't really connect with Marvel things. Mm. And so I'm like, well, I don't know. I'm also like a big just buy the base game person. And you love expansions. Love them. And so... Love them. Um, it makes sense that you... But I are in love with it. I'm also just gonna buy whatever Dice Throne puts out. You absolutely just gonna love it. Now I, when I, it sounds like I'm hesitant and like dogging on their game here. I'm not. They come out with amazing stuff. Like bangers. What if they if they release it? It is good. Did I tell you that they they released a uh, uh, Santa Claus and Krampus? Oh, and see now that I want to play. I bought it. That one. Don't worry about it. I bought it. (laughs) They did it like a Christmas in July. Oh, it'll be here in December. Christmas in July, and we're gonna play it. We're gonna play it on our um, first ever Church Nerds streamed podcast. No, we're not. Oh, big promises coming out of Vanna today. No, Anna, no, I was just kidding. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, I we could, I, but we'll it would see. be fun. Yeah, but that seems like more of a like Matt and Bubba in the morning thing. We'll see. Matt's gone a lot these days. But here's the thing. You can go and pick up Marvel Dice Throne right now at Target. And that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not... These are good friends of ours. We love them. Nate and Manny and Gavin. Like, they're fantastic. And it's not some mom and pop shop, something that you got to go and like, this is. No. This yeah. is the real deal. Well, I mean, they got Disney licensed. So. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's, that's a big deal. If you live close to me and you're on the fence about it. let's Come to game night. Let's just play it. You just let me know and we'll play it. I'm taking it to every game night, everywhere I go. It's fantastic. That's Marvel Dice Throne. You can go and pick it up right now at Target. And you should. So there you go. Hey, Anna, we got a Church Nerds Weekly Verse. We do. Um, What is it? So in the spirit of this... I don't know. I I would say that Mr. Rogers lived righteously. Mm. Like... He lived Rogersly. Lived Rogers. No, I don't. You don't okay. like that? Anyway, um, this is a passage from Titus. Uh, hold on. I have two verses. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that doesn't <laughs> look like that's from Titus. What happened in my dog? Okay. Uh, it, this is from Titus 2, uh, 6 through 7. It says, similarly, 
encourage the young men to be self-controlled in everything. Set them an example by doing what is good in your teaching. Show integrity, seriousness, and soundness of speech that cannot be condemned so that those who oppose you may be ashamed because they have nothing bad to say about us. I, I feel like that is Mr. Rogers. Do you? When I tell you that we labored over what the weekly verse was going to be mm-hmm. and or passage as it as it is here. Usually is. I'm long winded. We we really, really try to choose things that make sense with the episode. Mm-hmm. Right. Bible's a great book. A lot of good stuff in there. of the year. Okay. Go on. Um, yeah. And we just, we kept, we're like, oh, this one might work. No, no, not Maybe. really. A little bit of a stretch. We, we did that for, I would probably say the better part of probably half an hour going through different verses. And when this one landed, I was like, that is it. That's the one. That's the verse. Because it absolutely does talk about. I was trying to capture the legacy that mm-hmm. Mr. Rogers left because I think mm-hmm. that that's that's the biggest impression. We all do things that are fleeting. Yeah. Everybody does things that thing that people forget about, right? But Mr. Rogers left a legacy, and I was thinking, what's the verse? And then you read that one. I was like, Holy Bible, Batman! That's the one. <laughs> Holy Bible. Holy See what I did there? I was worried about what you're gonna say, and then you said Bible. Yeah. I caught myself. Uh, yeah. Because of Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Uh, he, yeah, I, I think you're right. Like a lot of us do a lot of ordinary stuff, which I'm a big fan of ordinary living. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Rogers, it was like, it was something special what he did. Um, and one last thing that we didn't get to was just like, he had so much humility in the whole thing because he didn't really consider himself to be anything special. No. I mean, well, special in the way that he said, you know, everybody's special. But as far as like, you know, super talented or like better equipped or able to communicate these heavy truths, I don't think that he felt yeah. like he was uniquely qualified for that. He was just the, the person who showed up and did it, like who was called. And so, and was just so humble. Well, and was trying to teach the world, anybody who would listen to him, you know, at least the United States, right? Anybody who would listen to him at a very young age, how to grow up to be those people. You can do this. Yeah. We can do this, people. Absolutely love that. Hey, guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us and being a part of what it is that we're trying to do here on Church Nerds. If you have a question or a topic that you would like for us to explore here on the show, please let us know. All you got to do is go on over to lovethynerd.com slash producer and fill out that little Google form. That's all you got to do. We'll give you the credit. Do it. We'll give you, we'll give you the credit and do all of the work. It's perfect. <laughs> all you got to do is point us in the right direction. Um, you can also find us on social media at Love Thy Nerd on all the major platforms. And like I've said before, on LTN Radio each and every Friday morning by going to ltnonair.com or on the Live 365 app and just search for LTN Radio. Hey, once again, I'm Bubba. I'm Anna. We'll catch you next week on another episode of Church Nerds. And as always, if no one else tells you this, just remember it's true. Jesus loves you, nerds. Jesus loves you, nerds.